This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. What's up, everybody? This is Pastor David Gammon, and I am super excited to be hosting the podcast, episode, radio program, whatever means you're listening to this by. We are doing. We are getting into. Man, we're in our 21 days of seeking, and it's going so well. It's been an awesome week. We've been doing prayer in the mornings. It's been so powerful. But if you're jumping into the program for the first time, you're coming across this on the radio. Here is what we do. Normally, morning breath is set up to where we'll read a chapter of the Bible the night before. Then we'll read it the morning of. We'll go to our Merritt Island location. We have a recording studio. Pastor Dan or Pastor Matt and a co-host will talk about that chapter. Well, I'm the host today, and I have a co-host here with me. And we've read a chapter. We read Luke 7, and and we're going to talk about what God's breathed on our hearts. So much going on in Luke 7. You got the Roman centurion. You got John the Baptist. You got Jesus getting anointed, or his, his feet getting anointed with oil. So it's it's such a cool chapter. So we're going to get to that in a moment. We've got a couple of announcements. But going into this, I want to say good morning, good afternoon to, uh, to my co-host, Shanna Darby. She is, let me tell you right now, this is an amazing young woman. She leads worship. She's the worship leader for our Vieira location. That means in Vieira High School. She's the worship leader for the Mezzanine Young Adult Service at the Merritt Island High School. She is an apprentice in our, in our apprenticeship college leadership program. She has served in the youth. She still serves in the youth. Absolutely uh, an amazing example of what it means to be a young woman chasing after Jesus with all they have. I could not be more proud of you, Shanna. You are absolutely a blessing. And on top of that, just about seven or so days ago, she found out and was asked a very important question, and she said yes. Tell us what happened, Shanna. I got engaged. Yep, <laughs> yep. So here's Getting shortly. married. So how's everything going with you? It's going great. You excited to get married? I'm so excited. I'm very, very excited. And it's just fun seeing what God can do in a life like mine. It's just incredible. Awesome young man, too. Awesome. Logan Langston. Yep. We met at Mezzanine. Yep. Yes. And you fell in love with the drummer. Yes, the drummer boy. Here we go. <laughs> Logan, I hope you're listening, man. I love you and I'm proud of you and you got good tastes and and <laughs> you guys are going to be a you guys are a beautiful family. The Langstons and the Darbys are beautiful families themselves already. So, Thank well, we got a bunch of stuff going on here um for the show. So, Here's how you jump in if you want to find out anything Morning Breath, anything East Coast. Here are some of the ways. One, go to our website, people. We have a website. It's 2020. We have a website, eccc.us. That's three Cs.us. Go to wherever you get podcasts on your mobile device. Put in Morning Breath. That will come up, the Morning Breath show. Go and get our app. Put in East Coast, once again, to wherever you get your mobile apps, and you'll get the app there. And if you don't like technology at all, you are definitely a, a wonderful, fearfully and wonderfully made person. And you can call the church office at 321-452-1060 and a human being will take care of you the rest of the way. So we have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, Shanna, you want to tell them about it? Yeah, absolutely. So like Pastor David said earlier, we are on day four of our fast and our 21-day devotion, which is really fun, and it's been just an incredible time. Um, So there's a video that goes with each devotional that can be found on our app that Pastor David was talking about, so you should go check that out. Um, We're also having a Vieira prayer service next 
uh, Monday, Monday on January 20th, yes. Um, 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Um, you can bring a flashlight. We'll have some coffee, some worship, and we're just going to pray over our um, incredible new property in Vieira. It's going to be incredible. So I hope I see you guys there. I am so excited. I am so excited about everything God's doing at East Coast, especially with this, uh, the Vieira property. And I'm definitely going to be there at that 6.30 a.m. And we're going to walk and we're going to pray I tell you what, Shanna, you ha- you guys have such an amazing culture down there in Vieira. Yeah. It is so cool to see you guys. It's a portable church. If you guys don't know where it's at, if you're in the Vieira era, area or Melbourne area right now or Rockledge, they meet in Vieira High School. They have services at 915 and 1045. It is an awesome. If you have young kids, man, they've got an amazing kids church. Get there. They have a great community. They've got a great men's group called Wolfpack that meets throughout there. Actually, throughout all of East Coast now. But I couldn't encourage you strongly enough. Um, the worship's pretty good down there too. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, it's so all right. It's what's all right. your What's your favorite thing about Sunday mornings? Sunday mornings. Oh, it's so hard. I think looking out um, during worship and seeing my family worship with me, mm. like that. I have a cool perspective of Sunday mornings, and so like getting to lead leaders in the church in worship every Sunday and seeing people um, come and grow. That's my favorite part of a Sunday. That is awesome. That is awesome. It is a beautiful thing. So I tell you what, we have 50 verses to get through in Luke 7 today. So we are going to read at an accelerated but yet holy pace. (laughs) And um, I tell you what, I'm going to be reading NLT And what translation are you reading, Shanna? NLT as well. All right. Well, then get me started. I say unto you, read, sir. (laughs) When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. And at that time, at the at that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officers sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need you to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turned to the crowd that was following him and said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his home, they found the slave completely healed. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, And a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. And a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. When he walked over to the coffin and touched it, the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding uh, countryside. 
The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and they sent to the Lord, asking him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to you. Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illness, and evil spirits, and he restored the sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God bless those who do not fall away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began to talk to the crowd. What kind of man do you think, what kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he weak Read Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of the wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People who, were be- who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes. And he is more than a prophet. John is the man who the scripture refers to when they say, Look, I am sending a messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way, a- a- your way before you. I tell you, all who have lived... None is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked? How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We play wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine. And you say, he's possessed by a demon. The son of man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered him, answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver, to one and 50 pieces to the other. But the But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust off my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. But from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head. But she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, 
Her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven, so she has shown me much love. But the person who has forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. Woo, what a good chapter. Man, uh, I was actually writing a note down to talk about it. I'll just talk about it first so I don't have to keep <laughs> writing. And then, uh, Shanna, you jump in here a second. Oh, awesome. I, this just like hit me like a freight train. It didn't stand out last night or this morning or whatever, but it hit me like a freight train. The same people, listen here, the same people that were ridiculing Jesus were, um, were also not listening to John. Let me tell you this. They missed the baptism of repentance. And it's just really, I felt like in my heart, I was like, wow, when you miss the importance of repentance, you miss the value of grace. Wow. And that is just how so many people are, that they are so pride-filled that they are like, oh, what do I need a Savior for? What do I need to repent for? You know, what do I need this? I don't, if I, if I turn from my ways, that makes me weak. Man, that is such a lie that the accuser would love, the devil that would love to just speak into people's hearts and say, hey, you know what? Um, you're weak if you do that. You know, I actually was working one time and uh, there's about 15 of us in an actual like it was an, it was a meeting. It was a, a company meeting and I was the only Christian in the room and the, the boss of the company was up there. And something came out and says, oh, I believe he cussed or something like that. And someone's like, oh, hey, don't do that. David's a Christian now. He's going to have to talk about it at church or some, something along those lines. I said nothing in this meeting. And he turns and he says to the entire company, he says, people only need God because they're not strong enough to do life themselves. And I was like, how did we get here? Like, how is like, how did we get you know, to this point of I said nothing in that room and, you know, my faith is being not only being thrown on the table, but then being stepped on by the people uh, in it. And it's just like it's because pride, pride will always look at itself first. Mm. Pride will always lift itself up. Pride will always be insecure. Pride will always have to be proven right. Pride will always have to have the last word. And those are all things that God openly says he is opposing. Yeah. I want to add something to that about pride. Um, you see this a lot in the Pharisees is that um, not only are they too prideful to confess what they're doing wrong, but they're so prideful that they're only willing to point out what other people are doing wrong. That's good. And so that's why they always were like, Jesus, come over for dinner and like trying to find points where they could point him out through their own pride and say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. That is so good. And it's like at church, too, sometimes some people can look across the congregation and assess somebody's spiritual walk by just how they worship God or this and that. I know guys that worship their hearts out with everything they have. And if you looked at them, their arms are folded and they're standing still like statues. And people are like, why aren't they pressing in? I'm like, don't, don't. Just ease up. Throttle back. Let Jesus be Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, and you be you. Mm -hmm. And and we just man, life is life is like that. But that spirit of pride, really. But you see in so many opposite pictures of pride inside of the story. It's like you have the whole wrong example there, but you see from John the Baptist to the centurion to the to the woman, the sinful woman, which breaks my heart. That as broken of people as we are, 
that we labeled this poor angel who is vulnerable, <laughs> sinful woman. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the same I do about her as I do about Thomas, the doubter. He doubted a couple of times and then went to India and became an impacting missionary people. He should be like Thomas the evangelist or something, you know? <laughs> and it's like this woman, like, oh, that sinful woman. It should be like that vulnerably brave, compassionate, generous woman. Let's label her with her strengths. And, but, you know, I, I, that's just how I see it because that's what she was in that moment. But I'm going to say this, a little little nugget for people as they go through this. The Roman centurion, there's something that you wouldn't see here if you if you didn't know a little backstory of, of the Jewish culture. That actually as Jesus is going to this man's house, that it is a huge honor how far out you meet somebody is how much you respect them. So in our modern culture, it would be is if Nick was coming over to my house, if I went out and met him at the beginning of my neighborhood rather than my driveway, if I met him out at US-1 rather than the beginning of my neighborhood, the farther out I would send somebody with, with refreshments and drinks and food and, and, and something to uplift their, their journey and, and relax them um, and welcome them, that was a bigger honor. So the Roman centurion was actually showing honor by a Jewish custom by sending somebody out to meet Jesus. And then on the flip side, it was a sin for the rabbi to be in a Gentile's home. So he also was keeping Jesus sinless. Wow. So I always look for my ways in my life where I can extend an honor to somebody. Um, and I always look for ways in my life where I can help somebody not fall into a pit or a trap of sin of something that they might struggle with. Yeah. So what's it out to you, Shanna? So um, if we drop down back to verse 31, this really stuck out to me. Um, and it says, To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked? How can I describe them? And he says, They are like children playing a game in a public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs and you didn't dance, so we played funeral songs and then you didn't weep. And then it talks about John the Baptist spending time eating, not spending time eating bread or drinking wine. And um, the, they pointed fingers at him. And the, then they looked at Jesus and said that he feasted and drank. And they also pointed fingers. And so when I saw the word generation, it just reminded me, like, as a young adult in this day and age, it it's really hard to get away from um, just the generational discrimination that is so prevalent right now in this day and age, whether it's baby boomers against Gen X or Gen X against um millennials or millennials against like I feel like just everyone's um at each other's throats and I love this parallel between um the generation the um John the Baptist and Jesus because you look at um the description of John the Baptist and it, and, and he's saying like John was fasting he was seeking God and you still pointed fingers at him Jesus came and he feasted and he drank and he befriended sinners and both got criticized and so we have to look at the generation and see that the problem is not within those people but it's the generation pointing fingers at them the problem was the generation was self-seeking they said they were playing wedding songs and they wanted them to dance and they were playing funeral songs and didn't weep we can see through the that description that really the generation is just looking at what they wanted to do they were self-seeking but john the baptist and jesus were doing what they were created to do that's so good. And I cannot say from the 
loud enough or from the bottom of my heart enough that I am so proud of the generations at East Coast Christian Center. I am proud because, you know, I'll start I'll start from the eldest and just work down. We have a generation that Pastor Dan has championed from the platform of like, you know, we're going to do people that are, are up there in our age, you know, have young hearts, we'll say, uh, <laughs> uh, and a lot of raps, laps around the sun. Um, he said, we're going to help finance this church and we're going to help finance and and these young families and these middle-aged people you guys are going to be a lot of the 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 um upper level leadership you a lot of that that top that a lot of that leadership and then 20 year olds teenagers you guys are going to be the actual the joshua's in the battlefields and you guys are going to be the ones and you can see that in our church and that's why i'm so proud every sunday morning that i look in my our church and what God's doing that that there's a, a wonderful wonderful um, diversity of age that you can see here but it comes through being a champion of the other generation and I'm a huge champion of the 20 year olds I'm the young adult pastor as well so I'm super biased I super love them and just in case you're wondering um, most of what you think about millennials are wrong and everything you probably think if you think this next generation's lazy has a man bun lives in their mom's basement and needs to get a job you are absolutely wrong the next generation actually predominantly has savings accounts, are graduating early, have starting careers, and are fiscally responsible because they've seen the mistakes that Generation X has made. They've seen how boomers and Xers have treated millennials, and they don't want to be wrapped in that. Um, I could talk on forever about this, but I don't want to. I do want to talk about Jesus. Jesus is the one that says, hey, you know what, you guys? And he answers with Scripture. When it comes to John, his answer to John was scripture. He says, tell him, are not the, the, the blind getting their sight back? Aren't the sick being healed? Aren't the dead being raised? He says, look at the fruit coming from me. Yeah. Look at the fruit coming from me. Don't look at my age. Don't look at my race. Don't look at my money. Don't look at my whatever. Look at the fruit that's coming from somebody. Mm-hmm. And more than just in a one moment. Don't look at them just what you see them just at work. Take a step back and, and look at their lives before we start putting any judgment on anybody. Yeah, the world looking in, I feel like you you touched on it. The world looking in sees a generation with all these labels. But what I see and what I feel like God sees is a generation looking ahead of us, seeing them do what we want to see, and that's seeking God and chasing after Him. And our generation is following right after that. We're seeing these leaders in our lives chasing after God. And the people my age, my generation, are doing the same exact thing. Absolutely. And if you guys don't know this, we have, there's a generation out there of 20 year olds and teenagers that are passionately in love with Jesus Christ. And any Sunday night, I'll go toe to toe with any bar in Brevard County. If there's more people at Mezzanine, there's more 20 year olds at Mezzanine, there's more of pressing in and giving their hearts to Jesus than out in the bars. And you know what? They'll probably need to tag team bars up to beat the numbers we have at Mezzanine of young adults, 18 to 29. If you know someone that loves Jesus, get them out to our Merritt Island location, Sunday nights at seven, because don't don't let the news tell you what the next generation is. Yeah. Let's get out there and get our eyes and get our hearts on it because they are they push me. I'm, believe it or not, going to be 40 years old here this year, and they keep me young and they keep me on fire. They stretch my passion for Jesus. They renew my passion for Jesus. It is. It's just, I mean, at one point in the beginning of this year, 
um, there's two conferences for young adults, both with 65,000 young adults at them worshiping God. So, man, the future is bright. Let's not let the de- the devil loves to isolate, loves to pull us aside, loves to make us think that we're the only ones in certain troubles and everybody else is just knuckleheads. And that's not the truth, man. God is stirring up a generation. And I, I believe... I don't know what I believe. I believe I'm very excited about it, though. I'm just <laughs> like, he's got me very excited for the future. Me well, too. I tell you what, we're going to take a moment. Shanna is going to close us out uh, right when we get back from these announcements. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, we are back with Luke 7. This is Pastor David. And Shanna, would you like to close us out with your thoughts? Yes, absolutely. So um, 
we hear this story about the woman, the woman with the son who was dead and Jesus raising him um, to life. And we always hear about the importance of ask and you shall receive. But in this particular story, we actually don't see her ask Jesus, will you please heal my son? Um, and it just made me think, you know, God is not empowered by our ask, yet God is inspired by our ask. Come on. Um, earlier in the chapter, we hear a story about the Roman and it says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed turning to the crowd that was following him said, I tell you, I have never seen faith like this in all of Israel. A lot of times we feel like we have to always ask God for him to move, but God's power doesn't come from us. God's power comes from himself. He empowers himself, yet he is inspired when we ask and he loves to hear our requests and he loves to fulfill them. But God doesn't need us to ask for him to move. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing because when we ask, he hears our heart. But sometimes we're just lost. And you know what? We have to rest in that we have a good, good father. So I tell you what, man, that is a great thought, Shanna. Let's um let's let's end there and we're gonna catch you guys with the rest of the Devo. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.